Welcome back to the second hour, and it's time for the third carrier update. That's right, I can count. This is brought to you by the number three. I'm Thomas Wasson, of course, joined by Donnie Gilbert. Looking at the state of markets, we went over through the 30,000-foot view. Now we're going to go down a little bit more. Individual markets, rejection rates, and volumes. Donnie, what is the terrain right now? Yeah, we're looking at the week-over-week change first here. Now, if we look at our, be sure and pay attention to your scale because the very first light shade of blue is actually a negative. So these markets that are in the light shade, we've got a little bit smaller. Uh, rejection rates declined a little bit, let's say. not They, they didn't get smaller. <clears throat> but if you just kind of peek through this map here, there was small increases in Southern California. A pretty big, big increase here in Idaho and Washington out there. Uh, in Texas, we saw some rejection rates pick up slightly. And of course, many of these out here in the Midwest uh, picked up, uh, we saw rejection rates pick up week over week. Uh, and that's measuring back from today to a week ago, or uh, yesterday to a week ago. That's such a great point because as we're seeing volumes and rejection rates, if you've noticed, what are the impacts of weather as well? Because it's getting colder, weather conditions, you know, you're looking at routing drivers through parts of uh, Wyoming, Colorado, and these are making, you know, decisions with freight as well as the upper northeast to Midwest. As we're looking into this, do you think that we'll start to see a ripple effect uh, as these storm systems start resuming moving into February? Yeah, you look at you look at I-80 and I-90 now. Those are some very tough freeways to run freight across. Very high winds that can blow trucks that can blow trucks over. <clears throat> then you add in a snowstorm, you can blow trucks off the road. There's a lot of videos on I-80 where drivers are driving and their trailer starts sliding sideways just because of the wind pushing the trailer sideways. So you'll have drivers that'll avoid that uh, altogether. You'll have some drivers that won't go north of I-35 they'll or I-40, they'll draw their line here. Okay, we're not going north of that. Uh, we're gonna stay in this areas and maybe uh, maybe east of the Mississippi, you know, below I-40. Uh, and they will not go into some of these areas that because they don't wanna get stuck in the weather. Uh, and of course, weather can get down to the Southeast, but it's a lot, it's very rare. You know, there's gonna be a lot of storms that come across here and hit Nebraska. Iowa, Kansas, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, et cetera. So those can play a really big effect. And that's why I think you see this is a very bright blue right now. Who wants to cross those mountains with weather coming in right now? Nobody yeah. really does. Now, some people will do it. They'll risk it. Let's say risk it for the biscuit. They'll run their trucks through it. And that's what they specialize in, but for a certain price. And I think also even large carriers, it's almost like the Sun Belt. You saw that when you looked up the rate data yesterday, we saw that if you had lanes in the Sun Belt, even Cali, Dallas, Atlanta, you know, you notice that carriers, even owner ops will shift their patterns southwards, and then they typically won't go back up north until springtime. And so I think with rates as well, those carriers who have experienced drivers who actually know what chains are, they know they need to put them on, and they decide to put them on. Those are three important things because you can have a 20-year veteran who may know what it, chains are. <laughs> he's not going to do it. I think these are things folks need to keep in mind. Let's kick it up on the other map as well. Uh, looking at volumes and rejections. Uh, these are actual rejections. And you can see where Idaho is at, at the, the darkest blue. We're, we're up here. We're looking at 20 to 40, 20 to 40 percent rejection rates. Oh, wow. Right now, uh, as opposed to the national average of uh, for, for van being at 4.72. Uh, but uh, in the Pacific Northwest here and in the Midwest, you see a lot of these darker blues here. The Southeast, look at the Southeast. It looks very, very light here. Even the Southwest, very light here. So we have a 4.72 average rejection rate, but it's kind of all over the board, very low or very, you know, medium or very high. 
Uh, the north, the northeast, you know, it's it's a very very light shade here, very low rejection rates. Uh, but these are paying still contract and spot a lot higher, a lot higher than the rest of the country. But you have to deal with the congestion, the traffic. A lot of people don't want to run the northeast, and volumes could be an issue. Volumes are an issue everywhere. Uh, so that's why if we go to the next chart, I broke it down by region. Uh, where do you want to be? I'm probably going to be right here because this is the most volumes and the highest rejection rates. Uh, I think the average rejection, the average rejection rate, I was thinking this was 5.72 or 5.7, which is, you know, above the national average. This was two point something, so well below the national average. Uh, and California was just a little bit lower on rejection rates than the Southeast was. So obviously what we're saying is everything here is being accepted. Everything here is being accepted, but there might be a few issues up here. And this is where you might see some of those out of the box lanes to pay a little bit better, pay a little bit more. Chicago's carried this market uh, for the entire year of 2023. So these are what you want to, what you want to look out for. And when we come back, I'm not going to spoil my lanes of the day uh, just yet, but uh, we'll see some of these lanes and we'll, we'll see going to the Northeast, coming out of Chicago, and you'll see those differences are still there. And I think it's worth noting as well, as you're making these decisions, looking at this impact, if you're a carrier or a customer, you know, you can also buy yourself some time because one of my favorite things to do in the middle of winter is you have to start rejecting tenders. You've got service issues. The customer says, well, why can't you do it? The other carrier did it. And you can point to these locations because sometimes, you know, when you when you get stuck in the silo, it can get really easy, especially in a soft market where service levels are so important. They're going to rail you over everyone. Coded as weather, folks. You know, drivers shut down to the storm conditions, show them the weather radar, show them the map of rejection and say, look, I may not be able to get it there, but I promise you. A lot of other people can't. A lot of others can't either. A lot of a lot of our customers, a lot of my customers, when I work in customer success, use these maps to send out to their shippers uh, and show and explain to them what's going on, because now they have something that's you know visible, uh, visible evidence of the issues that this shipper may be having and why they're having that, and they tend to understand it a little bit better. And then of course they ask, "Where'd you get this? How do you do this? Yeah, how do you do this?" Shippers may not trust you, but the data you can trust, folks. That's a wrap for this third care update. Don't worry, we're going to be back one more time later on in the program. But let's toss it over to Bill and Anthony for our next guest.